This is Significant Other, a show about relationships hosted by Alicia and Rich. They're married people who like to watch the same movies on the plane, but can never seem to hit play at the same time. That's pretty much us. That is bang on us. We were just having a discussion off microphone about the lyrics to the song... Song lyrics, yes. Blinded by the light. Yeah, wrapped up in the mystery of the middle of the night. I don't think that is the words at all. <laughs> I want to get to the... I want to talk about the yeah. plain thing. Yeah. Blinded by the light, yep. revved up like a juice, another oh. runner in the night. No, that, I think that's wrong. I think you're on the wrong, web, wrong website there. Yeah, I think it's the official website. Wrapped up in the mystery of the middle of the night. Yeah. And that's, okay, well... That's correct. Yeah. Okay, listen... We do like to go on the plane. We've got a little a splitter for our audio. We plug the headphones in mm. together. On the laptop. On the laptop. But also when we were on the plane, we do a lot of long... You might hear our accents. We're from Australia, but we live in London and we fly back to Australia a bit. Yeah, it's a long way. Fuck, it's a long way. Mm. Mm. It's a good 30 hours. When you door to door, probably 35 hours. I think 55 <laughs> days door to door. And we do like to watch the same things, but we have to do the three, two, one. But, Go. Oh, and then inevitably one of us is a second behind and we will react and the other one doesn't get it because you're behind. <laughs> this is Significant Other. This is our very first proper super duper episode. We've been planning this for about six years. Yep. We haven't been actually physically planning what we're going to be saying, but we've been planning the idea of this podcast. If you are new to this, welcome. Congrats. Everyone's been new to this. But if you're new to us, people would have heard us before if they have listened to the Bride Chiller podcast, which is my podcast, which I've been making for nearly two years. Mm, a long time. Yeah, it's forever in the podcasting world. And we decided to expand the brand, as they would say, and uh, do a couples podcast. Because you come on my show, my show. Like it I is your that. show. Mm. It is my show, reluctantly, quite often. Mm. And then I suggested on one of the podcasts that we should do a podcast, Mm. which opened the floodgates, just floodgates of people saying, Mm. yeah, do it, do it, do it. And also I get emails with people saying, oh, I'm still planning. I finished planning the wedding and I want to keep listening to you, but I'm not planning a wedding anymore. So I feel like this is a natural progression for everyone. Just going to take a sip of my coffee. Take a big, loud, there we go. That's gross for everyone. And this is coffee number? Four. Four. What's the time? It is 4.52 p.m. P.m. I think that's actually perfectly respectable. Fine. Rich is not a caffeinated person. No, zero. Nil by mouth. And I find that a little weird. Mm, too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with you because actually you are... All these people going, Hi, I'm vegan, gluten-free, sugar-free, caffeine-free. And you are unwittingly part of that crew. <laughs> like, a, like the idiot fool. <laughs> You're not even trying because you no. don't even drink coffee and yeah. you find it disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's Sometimes gross. I'll come over in the morning and I'm like this. Hi, babe. Oh, my geography teacher. <laughs> Get away from me, Mr. Wilson. Have you been damaged by a teacher in the past? <laughs> You always refer to these weird... Te- you went to an all-boys school. I did, yeah. A very fancy-pants all-boys school mm. where we both grew up in mm. Tasmania, Australia, mm. which was a small place. And we had quite similar, different, similar <laughs> upbringings. Similar, different, similar upbringings, yeah. Whereas Rich went to the fanciest school in town and I went to what Australians would I refer to... I think it was to- the second... second oh, all right. Anyway. Who was the first fancy? No, don't go. Don't, don't go there. 
and I went to possibly one of the worst. Yes, correct. You're from the wrong side of the tracks. I am literally from the wrong side Not of the that tracks. We have any tracks? We've got a river, and uh, my school was very near Risdon Prison. Yes, which houses most of the state's worst people. Well, it was actually quite good because most of the people you went to school with didn't have to go far in their adult lives when they went to prison. This is a sad but true statement. We want to be funny about this, but it's actually true that most of the kids I went to school with had a mother, no, usually a father, in jail. Yep. And, uh, it, yeah, bogan is the word, Australian word for a ruffian, a chav, a redneck. Yep. Someone wearing some tight jeans going, what the fuck are you looking at? And they're, um, and they're tough. They're so tough. And you can't break them. They're like cockroaches. You've got that inner grit as well. Yeah, I had to. I had to develop that. Yeah. But I was known as a square because <laughs> I wasn't having penetrative sex by the time I was 14. You, what a nerd. What I a loser. Know, I know. And we did have um, a number of teen pregnancies, which is not new now. It's not new any time. But they were young. Like 14, 14 is pretty young. And didn't wasn't one of your... Uh, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to say friends, but that, <laughs> that is not the right word. One of your fellow students yep. uh, became a grandmother Yeah, so there recently. was a child born... I'm 35 years old, mm. and we have no children, by the way. And uh, there was a child born in when I was 15 and the mother was 14, and the child was called Nikita. <laughs> and because at the time there was a TV show called La Femme Nikita. La Femme Nikita, yeah. And uh, so that baby was born, and then her. We I always sort of talk about this because they were larger than life characters, very gritty. They fucking hated everyone, and the mother used to walk around going, "You fucking sluts! You're all fucking sluts!" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not the one that's eight months pregnant when I'm 14 years old, and I don't, you know, I'm not slut shaming. You can be pregnant whenever you want, but I thought it was double standards a little bit <laughs> to be calling me the virginized square, as they would say, a slut." But she, we, I often, I'm interested in this, the path of these people, because I have not taken a path that I think is similar to these, some of the people that I grew up with. But we looked the other day and Nikita's had a kid. So Nikki, the mother, fucking slut, she, she's not a slut, but she's the one saying fucking slut, she is now a grandmother at 35. She wasn't, no, this was a couple of years ago. She would have been 32, I think. So I think Nikita had her daughter, Charlotte. Oh, God. So I we know all their names. And this, can we just say, we did spend, this shows what we're doing with our lives. We it was did, a Saturday we night. We spent a Saturday night <laughs> stalking these people. So this podcast, we decided that we, we, I'm saying we a lot, and it sounds like I'm like a tyrant, because sometimes <laughs> when people say we, it really just means I, but it has genuinely been us. We. It's taken a while for us to get this off the ground because we're really trying to find what we wanted to talk about, how we wanted to present this, and we wanted it to be something that challenges people, educates, and excites them. Exactly. So we have gathered, uh, well, we've got the wonderful Dr. Lindsay Beerer on the show. She's totes amazing. She's genuinely totes amazing. I think her middle name is amazing. <laughs> We love it, and you're going to be hearing her each episode. We have been trying to come up with questions that we would like to hear from a psychologist, which is exactly what she is, that is about how to create a successful relationship, whatever the hell 
a successful what the hell relationship. Does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. This is probably why we're doing this podcast because I think everyone's got a different idea of what a good relationship is, what's successful. I mean, is a good relationship just not getting divorced? Is it tolerating each other? Mm, just putting up. Is it genuinely looking at someone going, I dig you? Or is it, I don't know, being desperately in love and I don't know. What is it? Soulmates. Oh, see, well, you both made a gross face then. Soulmates. Soulmates. Is it yucky? Should we carry on? Yeah. So recently, Rich and I had a conversation. And um, well, look, I'm going to play you the audio from the conversation. I've been carrying around a small portable microphone uh, over the past couple of months. And we've been doing excellent Vox Pop sessions where we've been meeting people and asking them quite random questions. And I've been gathering information and then editing them into lovely packages, which you'll be hearing in the podcast. They're quite delightful. They are. And we've been asking people questions like, we've been asking guys questions like, do you take dick pics and why? And uh, also my favourite one at the moment (laughs) is asking guys, what have we been asking? What does a period feel like? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I'd asked this, started asking this 10 years ago. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's just a vague headache, isn't it? Yeah, we're yeah. going to move on with that. <laughs> but also, you know, so each week we've been finding a topic and we'll be starting the Vox Pops next week, but we really wanted to find quite a broad range of uh, feedback from people Asking and literally, we've been going to people in cafes that look interesting yeah, or ran- not interesting. Yeah, randoms, friends, anyone, that, people at work. Yes, yeah. Straight people, gay people, tall people, short people, short people, all of them, and asking these questions. And it's been fascinating. But I had a we had a moment a couple of weeks ago, and I thought this is a good moment to share on episode one of Significant <laughs> Other. Here we go. We were just at a restaurant. Yep. And there were some ladies sitting behind us, but I couldn't see them. But I could hear their annoying voices. Like, the whole meal. In a very, like, Alicia and Richard way, I said, what do they look like? And I think I said, can you rate them? Which is a very mean, vacuous thing. But that's how we are. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not in front of people. No, gosh, no. Always behind their back. Yeah. <laughs> but actually rating other people is not something we, we've done before. Actually, you're right. We've never rated people. But I said, can you give them a rating? And I would say this is more of a physical, what you would find attractive. So someone would have rated them a different, like someone could have rated them a different rating. Maybe. Well, we never have to reveal who they are and whatever. But you well, gave. We don't even know who they are. I don't know who they are. They're annoying. That's who they were. So you gave them a rating. Yeah. Then it went around to what my rating was. <laughs> yeah. And you said ten. I said ten. I said ten. And then I went, yeah, but in real life, I'm probably a seven. No, you said six. Did I say six? You said six. And then you went, yeah, maybe a nine. No, I said no, nah, ten. And then you and went. It- then you went, nah, well, you know, maybe I'm a seven at best, which is ridiculous. And then you went, yeah, maybe a nine. <laughs> and then things got frosty. Well, because you're supposed to sit on that tan, babe. <laughs> 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 and 
And then I said, no, nah, 10, definitely 10. No, you, no, 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 but you can't retract no, we've gone a 9. 10, we've, gone, we've started with 10. You cannot we've retract. We've started with 10. A 9 once then 10 it's again. <laughs> and then 9, just to, just to be accommodating, just to sort of try and meet you halfway. And then I realised that was just a ruse. Just a ten. Just an evil game that you were playing. So I was like, no, it's a ten. It costs ten. Yeah, but you can't you can't step up. Once you step down, it's in my memory I forever. I feel like I've been had. Well, you gotta play the game right, baby. Seventy five percent of the scores are ten. Like that's a that's a huge majority. That's like I, a I wanna say to you, I know I'm not always a ten. Like I'll give you some examples. When I'm in my stretchy pants, and I have my hair in some sort of messy knot bun. <laughs> Not a sexy messy knot bun either. Like just like a, eh, it's greasy. Eh, put it all on top of my head. Oh. And there's no mascara and there's possibly no bra. That's not a 10. No, it's still a 10. Like it doesn't work that way. That's nice of you to say now, but you said I'm a 9. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grateful for the 9, but I'm also like, I do a lot of working out. <laughs> and if anyone in this whole world... Is going to give me a 10. It's me, yeah. It's ten. you and because I you have access to my vagina. I gave you a 10 three times uh, and I keep giving you a 10. You're a 10 in my eyes. Well, thank you. We're, gonna, we're both 10s. I'm going to like do you a favour. Yep. I'm going to retract the nine comment yep. from my memory because we've been having too nice a day. Yeah, it's been a lovely day. To be marred by a nine. This day and you are both 10 out of 10s. <laughs> So today's homework, uh, significant other listeners, is to ask, ask your, your partner, partner. <laughs> to write you out and report back. And if they ask say ask your partner day anything under ten, just dump them. Make things frosty because <laughs> that, that seems to be par for the course. And obviously, you play it that when they say ten, you go, "Oh, I think I'm just a six. Yeah, you've got to put in that counter. Just so they go, you've got oh, to counter it. Okay. Yeah, no, fine. I'll. I don't want to be the idiot. But if they say, "Yeah, you're a seven, fucking walk <laughs> out that door," you walk out that door, girl or boy, whoever's listening. Unless you got a million dollars, which might be the other reason. No, no, <laughs> no. Now I don't. Any look, I look at people all over the world, and I look at people on the tube, and I look at people on the bus, and people that are together. I go, whatever. Like you look like, people find people. They do, yeah. And that's not me discouraging because my level, what I find attractive is different from what you find attractive and what you find attractive is different from what someone who's listening to this right now finds attractive. True. So I say there is someone out there for everyone. Everyone has their own... Ten. Ten. Find your own ten. Find your own ten. And that means, and to me a ten isn't just like tits and teeth. To me, is a, a ten is. I mean, you've got great tits and teeth, but <laughs> thank you. It's the whole package. You want to find someone that you go, oh wow, I'm really happy to come home to you, or I'm happy to meet you out for dinner. Yeah. And if you don't get that ten feeling, why just pack a bag? Yeah. And do you also pack a bag if the other person doesn't think you're the 10? Yes. I have been in a relationship where I think that they didn't think I was a I know they didn't think I was a 10. Mm. I, I assume by they you mean he. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you say they to try and be vague, but I've, I'm guessing it's a he. 
Would that have been a big, like, that oh, my girlfriend pretty, Sharon of four years. Pretty big reveal. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. That's I didn't mean to, like, con. tease that I was potentially yeah. a lesbian. I wasn't. Um, but, you know, where I know that he didn't think I was a 10. And that was fine. Well, it wasn't fine at the time. But it was fine to find out that because then I go, fine, well, I want to be with someone that thinks I'm a 10 yeah. or a 9 and at best. Me, a 10. You, you, you're throwing 9 at best. I, that, that, they're your words, not my words. 10. I think it's a good message to give people. <laughs> 9 plus is ten. what you want and what they want. Double figures. I do want double figures. You've got double figures. Why not? Because that's what I think. You're a double figure. <laughs> that's a good thing. I want a 10. Can we wind this up now? Yes. You're a 10. Yep. There you go. 10. People, people wanted to see here what it's like being with us. That's basically it. <laughs> being with us is probably not a 10. We did have the most amazing nap today. So good. Oh my gosh, day naps are exquisite. Day naps are 10. I think that, you know, siestas is something we really need to reintroduce to society. I don't know why we're not doing this. I worked at Google a few years ago and they had sleep pods. Now, I'm not saying everyone went off and had a sleep, but they wouldn't fire you if you I did. I would love the chance to have a day nap at work. Could you relax at work and do that? Absolutely. I could too. Like, a few times I have just sat at my desk and just closed my eyes gently or I've gone to the toilets and put my head <laughs> <laughs> that's why the cubicles are always op- occupied yeah because I've been I just if you just sit and you put your head against there and so you're leaning back sometimes I put my it depends on the width of the cubicle right but I'll just lean against with my face just gently against the side of the cubicle yeah because that is totally clean well what's people what are people <laughs> doing in there I well well, okay, but I think day napping, to me, I already feel like we had a good 45 sesh. Mm, mm. And I'm like, woo! <laughs> that was the more muted version of what you really wanted to do, wasn't it? I wanted to scream, but I didn't want to lose listeners. No, maybe you can put a scream up on the website, and if they want to hear the scream, they can log in and hear the scream. Do you want to load that shit onto the website? No, I can't be bothered. Here's a break. Laughing, compromising, flirting, cleaning, talking, crying, traveling, fighting, smiling. This is Significant Other, a show about relationships hosted by Alicia and Rich. Making plans, yelling, supporting, texting, in-joking, family meeting, marrying, breaking up, whispering, making plans, yelling. Here's one thing that's been a bit strange, that uh, people are surprised when they hear we're married. Yeah. Have you noticed that? A little bit, yeah. I, yep. I, I, you know, we're, again, we're not young, young. We're not like 19-year-olds. No. no. We're in our mid-30s, as you like to constantly remind us. <laughs> well, now, actually, Rich has switched over to say, you, we're in our late 30s, and I deeply resent that. <laughs> I don't think the late 30s actually starts till 38 or 39. All right, Okay. So I would like you to cease saying we're in our late 30s. And I don't have a problem with my age because I feel like I look pretty good for my age. Because I look after myself. I use an SPF 30 every day. Yeah. I do deep squats as much as I can and I take the stairs. But I just want to be able to enjoy my 30s without you marring it with the late 30s <laughs> shit. 
Uh, I'll be in my late thirties when I'm actually 36. in my late thirties. Nope. Nope. It's at least thirty-eight. So what's thirty-seven? It's just some. It's your mid thirties. You need to keep. Why would you? Why would you be jumping into the <laughs> late thirties? No, I'm serious, and I want to hear feedback from listeners. Why would you jump into the late thirties when you should be enjoying the mid thirties? Well, people in the, I, I would imagine you'd rather go, I'm in my late 20s than mid 20s. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I've seen my 30s, I'm enjoying my 30s mm. a hell of a lot more than my 20s. Right. Are you going, it sounds like you might be going through puberty right now. <laughs> I'm in my late teens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, 20s were fun. I met you in my 20s. That's true. Yep. And I wasn't expecting to meet you when I met you. No one is. Yeah. Do you think, this is one of the questions our single friends often sort of, one of the things that discussions come up is this idea of when you're ready to meet someone and all that sort of stuff. I, one of the ideas that always comes up is this idea that you, you need to stop looking and then they just appear. Mm. Do you believe that? Uh, That is a good question. I kind of, I kind of do, I think. Yeah. When I met you, I had had lots of sort of insignificant bones. Mm. And I think I had a bit of a despo vibe yeah. at one stage. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, I'm a party girl. I'm exciting. Why don't you get married? You know, like <laughs> I was trying to be fun. I was trying to be lighthearted and carefree. Yeah. And probably a little too carefree in some situations, which mm. I'm sure I'll be sharing. Look forward to that. Uh, and this podcast... Uh, because there is an episode where we're talking about sex, not just sex, but do sex. we talk about sex with partners? And do we talk about, that's been a really fun Vox Pop session, where we're talking about, do you disclose who you've boned and details? And uh, there've been some really extreme views. Some people have a scrapbook and you know, <laughs> dates and locations. Here's my Facebook page of all the people I've had sex with. <laughs> it's a group. Uh, no, but I do think there's this idea that I had this vibe that was, I was trying to be like cool and I don't care about finding someone, but deep down I was in desperate need of finding a boyfriend. Yeah. And you think men can sniff that shit out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. What is it about what, cause there are people listening that wouldn't be married or in relationships. Let's mm. give some tips. Because Rich is always the first guy, if we're sitting around with a bunch of girls, you're pretty good at being open and saying, mm, it, sort of like that Sex in the Sea episode where Miranda learns about um, he's just not that into you, where someone says he's yeah, just not right. that into you. And then Miranda has this awakening going, oh, okay, this is why it's not happening. He's just not that into you. He's not going to go out. you know." And she goes around telling women she's just not that into you and all the women are like, get fucked. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> but it is true. So you were the first one when it comes to like a dinner party situation and girls are talking about boys and a few times you've gone, mm, no way. No. no. So what is it about, what are the vibes? Can you explain when you hear about it? And I don't, like desperate sounds wrong because there are guys that are desperate. Well, this is the thing, like it you know, cuts both ways. You know, it's not, uh, you know, it's definitely both ways. Once you're desperate, people can tell. Guys, this is hugely generalized, but do you think guys display the love desperation that I want a girlfriend or boyfriend desperation? Do you think they display it in the same way as women? Mm. 
Like, okay, here's how I I would be I would zone in on men. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you go to a situation, you go to an event, you yeah. go to a dinner. No, I can see this unfolding. And it's like I had robot like computers in my eyes, and it'd be like and you go, all right, wedding ring, he's holding a girl's hand, they're going out or they're at least sleeping together. So you would instantly go into this zone of going, not on purpose, but you would just go, all right, who is a prospective yes. person yeah, in yeah. the room? And then, and it's not like you're saying, I wouldn't talk to anyone else, but you're like, okay, there might be four people here that I could potentially get married to. <laughs> Okay, there are only four future husbands in this room. Yeah, and it wouldn't be like I would only speak with them or anything, but it just, you got to that stage where it's like, okay. And that's probably was my problem. Mm. I don't know. You said you gave up. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, I just, uh, I'd given up on finding someone I thought I wanted to be with long term. Right. Long term. So you, you you weren't giving up on the shags. You were just giving no, up no. on the... Yeah. No, no, no. You <laughs> no. say Rich was quite successful with the shags, uh, which, again, I'm sure will... There's no need to go over that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. Well, we're <laughs> going to learn about that in that episode. Fine, sure. We've yep. been quite honest with our shags. Yeah. But uh, you were successful. Good on you. Ten gold stars. But there is this thing of going, okay, I, you know, you can pick up... And have the shags, but it is that, do you continue it? Yeah. And I would make the mistake of sleeping with guys on the first night, which I've been told is a really bad <laughs> move. <laughs> it's not right, is it? Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily right or wrong. I mean, you know, we... Uh... I don't mean morally right. I mean, I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't necessarily giving out the, let's go and have uh, a coffee and some dinner. No, but... Um, All the time. I, I don't think sleeping with a guy on the first night necessarily excludes anything future after that. It doesn't void all future no, potential. No, no. I mean, you know, we slept together on the first night. Yeah, but we had been talking on the interwebs for That's five true. months before. That's true. If you haven't heard our story, I would say... Well, actually, you can go to episode 001 of the Bride Chiller podcast, my podcast, mm. and I talk about how we met... Because we met on Facebook, it wasn't necessarily a conventional hooking up story. Although now Tinder sort of came and, like when we used to tell our story, I was always like, oh, we met on the interweb, but it wasn't a dating site. <laughs> we commented on a mutual photo and it was a fun story. But now Tinder... Now it's every, maybe part of the course. I yeah, everyone met on Tinder. Yeah. If you didn't meet on Tinder, you're a freak. Or Grinder. Or Grinder. Some sort of dating application or Bumble. Or Bumble. Happen. Happen. Oh, so many. I'm so happy. Stumble. Is there is that a real I don't one? Know, I just made Stumble that up. would be funny. Stumble would be good. What would happen on Stumble? Stumble, I think, is only active from one AM to four AM. Oh. Yeah. And that is where you're just doing the The Stumble around. It's when they yeah. switch the lights on in the pub. <laughs> and you hit that stumble app and you go, Who the fuck's here? Let's go. Let's go. Let's make this happen. I'm not ready to go home alone. Alone. <laughs> I would prefer to wake up. Uh, you know, that sort of feeling that you have when you wake up having made a mistake. <laughs> I'd prefer that feeling than to go home alone. Do you remember the last time you woke up and you made the mistake? Like, what uh, was the feeling? Yeah, it wasn't great. 
how did you get out of there? Did you were you in your place or was she in your place or were you that was Ooh. the same thing? Were you in yeah. her place? I can't remember. Because the escape's hard. Well, as in I I can't remember what was last. Um, well, do you remember one of the events? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Listen to you. Yeah. Uh, and how do you discreetly leave? Because I always love hearing the stories of how guys <laughs> tell it about your friend. <laughs> well, yeah, one of my friends, he would, uh, the night before, he would pack a sports bag and leave it by the front door. And then if he got lucky and someone stayed over that night in the morning, he would get up and he'd say, oh, I've got to go play squash. And, you know, he'd usher out and, he's, you know, there's his sports bag by the door and he'd grab his sports bag and then walk out together. And he'd leave and he'd walk around the block and then come back in the front door and just dump his sports bag and go back to bed. What a dick. <laughs> what a genius. Genius move. Yeah, I mean, congrats. Yeah. It's a dick move, but it's also like, all right, you've thought this through. But it's also nice in a way, sort of going... Yeah. Because she would then leave going, oh, he's an active, fit yeah. young man. Yeah, they can both just get on with their lives. And he hasn't got to have that orcs thing of saying, oh, I don't want to have brunch, but he's got to go play squash. And she's like, oh, he's a hero because he plays the sport <laughs> early in the morning. And then he probably just deletes their number. Yeah. 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 What a cad. What a cad. I did have a night where I had a real male moment. And I'm not saying I, I literally have not had sex with dozens of guys. I've, I have quite a low ratio of boning people. But one thing where I went to his house and I remember in the night just going, I don't want to wake up next to this person. Mm. And I got dressed at like 3 a.m. And he said, but we're going to have brunch. <laughs> no, no, we're not, And I was buddy. like, I don't want, to, don't want to have brunch with you. Yeah. And I want to have a shower. Yeah. And I don't want to do the walk of shame <laughs> in daylight. I, w- I want to do it at three in the morning. And this was a guy that had said... That he was in one. Uh, this and uh, this. I don't want anyone to. Oh, you can judge. I don't give a shit. Judge away. But we were at a party, and he'd said he was in one of the Google founding fucking office or whatever in Sydney, and he was. He had a. You know, he had. He said his badge number to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't give a shit. I haven't had sex in a while. Let's go. Let's go. But he really wore that <laughs> that badge literally as a badge of honor. But he didn't work for Google anymore. It, did this is did like he not? I'd... No, he chipped oh. out of Google. He was oh. trying to be a tech startup guy. Oh, I should Google him and see if he's made any money. Yeah. However, I put my heels in my hands and I went, bye. Bye. And I left. And then I was standing in Mossman in Sydney in quite a fancy pants because, you know, he lived in this fancy pants neighborhood. But could I find... The Uber didn't exist then. Didn't exist. Pre-Uber. And I was like, could I find a fucking cab? And I wandered the streets like some <laughs> hobo Joe. Barefoot. I, yeah, I had heels. I don't do heels very often. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I've done the guy thing and left in the middle of the night yeah. to avoid having brunch with the Google Batch guy. Yeah. And I couldn't find a cab and I was... How did you get home? Oh, eventually I walked to the main drag. Right. And stood near a McDonald's and got a <laughs> cab. It was sad. It was the least sexy thing ever. Anyway, that's... Uh, that's that story. Did you apologise to that man? I did not apologise. I have no reason to apologise. Fine. You both had fun. Well. Ish. I don't know. Did don't we? Know. Who knows? Who knows? But I think apologising apologizing mm. is a hard thing for people to do. I can't even say it. It's hard for you to say. I'm not a great apologiser sometimes. Although I do think there's a power in apologising. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. And yeah. owning, sometimes at work, I just want to say, if I fuck up, people expect you to... Deny it. Deny, no, deny, I didn't. No, deny. I didn't. And my power move is saying, fine, I own it. Fine. I'm fuck. happy to own yeah, it. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Or if you need someone to take the fall, and then they don't know what to do. And then yeah. they're like, oh, fine. She's owned up to it. Or she's taken the fall. I don't know if that works in relationships as much. But we... We just spoke to Lindsay Beerer, doctor. Dr. Lindsay Beerer. About this very subject. Do you like that little uh, transition? It's a good intro. Thank you, Matt. I'm so sorry. I'm really genuinely sorry. <laughs> you can't <laughs> laugh in the middle of an apology. <laughs> okay, apologising <laughs> is really hard for a lot of people to do. I, I feel like I'm a good... That wasn't a very genuine apology. But if when shit goes down, I feel like I'm a good apologiser. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. But Dr. Lindsay Beer, I just put butt in, and we're going to talk about butt, the power of the word butt as well. Dr. Lindsay Beer is our, I'm going to say, in-house psychologist. Is that what we're going to call you, Dr. Lindsay Beer? That sounds great. She's the significant other psychologist legend Zen master <laughs> of helping us fix your relationship. And I today love we're talking, yeah, that's, we'll put that on a T-shirt for you. Today we're talking all about how to apologise, how to say I'm sorry without feeling insincere like I potentially just was to Richard. How do we do it, Lindsay? What do we do to get things sorted so we don't be like a bad apologist? Well, it's very hard. So this is another one of those things that's actually based on skills and things to think about that you can have in your back pocket for when this situation arises. So, you know, the power of, of thinking about things in terms of human relationships and why I like psychology so much is because we're wanting to apologize to make things better, but very often the way that we're apologizing makes things worse. So you mentioned the power of the butt, right? So a lot of times we make an apology that's basically like, I'm sorry, but you're really hard to deal with, or I'm sorry, but you're being an ass. And when somebody doesn't feel better, we'll say, well, I said, I'm sorry. What else do you expect me to do? But the problem is not in somebody accepting our apology. The problem usually lies in the way that we formulated and delivered the apology. So when we look at the word, but when we use the word, but it cancels out anything that we just said before it, we can see this outside of apologies too, with, you know, you're my friend, but I'm really concerned. Like if, if somebody is depressed or the behavior is worrying you, saying something like that negates the part that you just said. You're my friend and I care about you, but I'm really concerned. If we can just replace that but with something or switch the sides of the sentence around, it can have a whole different essence. So if we say, you're my friend, I'm really concerned. That makes both things true and they can be both held in the same space. Similar with an apology, you can say, I'm sorry and I find it difficult to manage these certain situations or you're being an ass and I'm sorry for what I've done as a part of this situation. <laughs> it carries a different meaning, right? It's still not a really good apology, but it's better than the first. Yeah. And I think the idea that you don't want to like karate chop, you don't want to sort of be nice, warm them up and then karate chop them with the criticism. Exactly. It's makes it so much well, less harsh. Exactly. You know, we talked about before the power of vulnerability and what that butt is doing is we're starting to be vulnerable and then we get scared. It feels uncomfortable. So we want to reverse it and bring it back to why we're righteous and what we did. Why do people have 
a problem apologizing? Where does that come from? Is that back to like childhood or is it is it saying they don't want to be vulnerable? Is it so ego? Yeah, is it ego? Is it something their parents have done to them? Oh gosh, I think it can be all of the above, you know, chicken or the egg here. Mm -hmm. If we look at our biology, we are some of the most social creatures on this earth and our social lives are really complex. So we have this drive for belongingness and it is terrifying to think that we've done something to rupture the relationships that mean so much to us. So that automatically causes that anxiety. We also are subjects of, I don't want to use the word victims, but of the way that we were raised <laughs> and the models of relationships that we were exposed to. So if we never saw healthy conflict resolution, then we're going to have a harder time doing that in our own lives. So what about if we reverse it and say the over-apologist, someone that's like, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh my God. Because I know some people that apologize all the time and you're like, oh my God, shut up, stop wasting boy who cry wolves apologies. Right. So that's another interesting outcome of feeling the anxiety of being in the out group. So when somebody's overly apologizing, that doesn't mean much either, right? We want to just mm -hmm. see the action, move forward and have things be better. So the idea to say, oh, I'm sorry that this dinner's not cooked properly. Oh, I'm sorry that uh, I'm a bit, you know, maybe I'm being a bit of a dick. But, you know, there are people that do just over-apologize. You think they should just maybe back off and only apologize when they're genuinely apologetic? Absolutely. Trying not to use the apology too much or too little. It's again, that fine balance that we constantly need to check in with ourselves too. If we're getting feedback from our partner in a certain way, they're not accepting the apology. Or if they're saying, just stop apologizing, that's really good feedback for us to use, not get insecure with, but also just use to calibrate the way that we are. Wise words, Dr. Lindsay Beerer. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining Thank us you. today. And, and just sorry for, look, I'm just so sorry. I'm just so sorry. Everything about, no, sorry if so. the sorry. audio wasn't good. I'm just sorry. sorry. Well, I'm sorry. We're, we're so far <laughs> away in this world. If people are, oh, sorry, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, Dr. Lindsay Beerer, I mean, I'm just sorry for not promoting this already, but where would they get in touch with you? Visit my website, www.drlindsaybeerer.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-B-I-R-A. -A. Um, I'm sorry. That's such a mouthful. <laughs> and I offer couples coaching again. Uh, so I'd love to work with any anybody and, and how to make that proper apology for something big or small. Oh, that's nice. Some apology training. Dr. Lindsay Beerer, thank you so much. And we will speak to you next week. Thank you. I love her. She is so great. I want her to move in with us and just help us. Whoa, whoa. We got a one bedroom place. What the? What? No, I mean, she's very skilled. And there are sometimes in my day, I'm like, what would Lindsay Beerer do? What would Dr. Lindsay Beerer do? I feel mm. like she could have those little Jesus um, <laughs> those Jesus t-shirts. All those little plastic things that some Jesus people wear around their wrists. Yeah. What would Jesus do? It's yep. like, what did Dr. Lindsay Beerer do? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to suggest right to her that's a good merchandise for okay, her. Okay, great. Because she, she's got a bloody answer for everything. Mm. We have asked her, like we recorded a bunch of these, and uh, we asked her some weird shit, and she was so on to like answers each time. Yeah. Solutions, solutions. Oh, I can't wait to share more. Well, tune in next week. Yeah, good on you. All right, that seems to... That's where we can sum this up. That's a wrap. <laughs> Cue the wrap party. Is it appropriate to have a wrap party for the first episode? Definitely. <laughs> yes. What would our wrap party be? Oh. Mm, PlayStation. PlayStation. Sitting around. We're not really crazy party people. I'd have a couple of vodka sodas and go to sleep on the couch. Yep, I might have one... 
like half a bottle of cider. Wow, we sound like yeah. losers. Yeah. Like absolute losers. Ice cream, I definitely have ice cream. I feel like we need to sound better. I think start start slow. Like no, just aim at, at the achievable, do that, and then we can build later on to hookers and drugs and champagne. I just feel like for the perception of our audience, we should sound more interesting. The way to go. Let's just say again, <clears throat> we're going to have the rap party. It's going to be amazing. Great. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> this episode, we've talked about having a day nap. Like this, yeah. this is like, and I've said I'm 35, but I sound like I'm 65. <laughs> day nap. The rap party where we're literally having half a glass of cider and going to sleep. We need to up our game. You did hark back to your 20s and walking down the street with high heels in your hand. I know, but I've still that girl is still in me. I just want people to know. But she's very busy and has things to do. And hasn't been seen for a while. Well, she might come out later. <laughs> at, at our rap party. party. At 5.20pm on a Saturday. <laughs> I love doing this with you. It was fun. Yeah, you seem happy. Should we do one next week? Yeah. Great. This time? Sure. Lock Let's it in. do it. And we, if people want to find out and stalk us... Hmm. Where would they go? Uh, you got to come to London. <laughs> this is where we live. We have been doing a lot of Snapchatting. Yes, you're the Snapchat person. Yep, you participate. What's your... I, I don't even know how it works. What, okay. What's your handle? What are you... It's Alicia, A-L-E-I-S-H-A-M-C-C. Alicia M-C-C. Mc... Okay. As in the beginning of McCormack, which is my name. Yeah. And I also I'm on the Instagram, my full name, Alicia McCormack. Or you could just go to the website for all these links, which is... SignificantOtherShow.com. Dot com. Like the show? Want to leave us a voicemail, iTunes review, or donation? Visit significantothershow.com to get in touch.